What's up, everyone? This is Eric from Geeks with Kids, and this is actually a continuation of last week's episode, so if you haven't heard it, uh, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, but if you have, you'll notice that we actually talk about Ghostbusters this week as if it wasn't out yet, and it came out recently, so don't mind that, and just uh, enjoy the show. <laughs> See you guys. I actually had a huge, um, like, crush. No. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where we're going. No, it was, it was, yes. It just, I just remembered the other day I found an old concert that I went to on YouTube from like the 90s. It was Whoa. pretty, yeah, Marilyn Manson that's, at Cops Coliseum. Oh, Lord. That's like a Matrix from 96. Thing. And it's like Hamilton. I'm like, why is there a Hamilton show? And it was an amazing show. Fortunately, they cut off Helmet and Rasputina, who were both terrible. But <laughs> those were the opening. Manson acts. was incredible, and oh. it was was this tour was this with Antichrist Superstar? That or? was the Antichrist Superstar album. It was oh lord. So this is ninety seven, ninety six, ninety seven. I think it was ninety. It was either late ninety six or early ninety seven. Okay. You guys are such the angsty white boys. I know you guys. <laughs> white, angsty white boys. I'm just, you know what? I I was not a huge Marilyn Manson fan. Me I was neither. never a big like. I never committed. To the industrial goth or emo lifestyle you like in any Nails? significant way. Not, not really. Like I got to a point mm. where I appreciated them musically, and that's that was my relationship with Marilyn Manson too. When I heard "Leave," oh, <laughs> when I heard What's Antichrist, the best Nine Inch Nails album, mm, that one was Spiral. Although I, uh, I'm torn. I can't decide between Downward Spiral and Pretty Hate Machine. Um, I think I would go we're down eyeing each other like we're both <laughs> spiral is good oh you know what I have a weird love for ghosts but it wouldn't put it up there I just really like that album it was okay it was weird that's why I like it because it was it different it was weird and different that's and when you see it like when I saw it live it was neat and weird um lots yeah. of lights um I've never seen Nine Inch Nails. <gasps> Where does Ghost Which fall like in their giant list of like, musical how, tragedies? How long ago was that? Ghosts was before their last album. Yeah, it was which the was their last one. album. <laughs> last just, by choice or producing or it's last because they're in legal issues. Really? Yeah, they want to. They want to get out of their contract. Oh, that's sad. Who are they contracted to oh, right now? I don't know. I don't remember. Sorry. Uh, oh no, am I thinking a tool? You might be thinking of Tool. Tool's in the legal battle. I don't that know. That doesn't surprise me. I don't know what Nine Inch Nails is up to. Maynard has always had Tool. I love Tool. I really, really like. Tool's amazing. Too, Ever like. since Mark played me forty six and two, I really, really like. Oh, tool. you got into it late. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was late. I was I late have to the party on all of it. Tool. Why? Every time I buy Tool CDs, they get stolen. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've had I had Opiate Undertow. Can, why am I blanking? Enema. All three of those. Stolen? And I bought them You blanked all. on Enema? I blanked on Enema. It's not my favorite album. Oh. I think I like... I don't know. See, like what... all. Yeah, me too. It's what hard to pick too. What Superstar taught to me was a love of concept albums, which is why I loved Enema a lot. Okay, like the idea yeah, of narrative being told sort of sideways through music, I thought was it's super It's also super in a cool. spiral. Yes. <laughs> which is neat. Uh... The Fibonacci sequence, you can listen to that album. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually really neat. Um, I loved Anima. It was damn near perfect. 
One of my favorite bands was um, Perfect Circle, and I wish they would come back. I wasn't as fond of I preferred oh, Tool they, to Perfect Circle. I, I like I Tool, but it's a different type of thing, right? The longer yeah. that Tool is in legal limbo, I imagine the sooner we'll see a Perfect Circle album. I don't know, man. James Eha's back with Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Uh, really? I didn't know the Pumpkins were still doing anything. Yeah, they're, they, they're touring right now. I heard now. they were going to do a new album, too. Yeah, they had an album like... Two years ago or something. <laughs> they inspired the the band of my year at high school. You know how every like cohort in high school will have one group of dudes who makes a band? The, I, I had a band. Yeah. <laughs> you were in it in your high school then, I take well, it. There were a lot of bands in my high school. Really? Yeah. We only had one, and they called themselves Smiling Politely. After the line in Simpsons with uh, nine with uh, Smashing Pumpkins, politely. <laughs> when Homer Simpson joins <laughs> Billy Corgan, uh, joins Smashing Pumpkins, yeah, Homer Simpson that was, smiling politely. Was that? That's where they got their name. They did a great cover of Age of Electric Remote Control. Was smiling, does Smiling Politely have a drummer who was who had a really large cat? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Mike Lockhart. Exactly. That's My very strange. God. I don't know if I've told this story on the pod before, but one of our the- school's band when I went was. Uh, I don't understand how you guys only had one band. All of the high schools. Well, the, we, had, we had a ton of bands. We had one major band, and they were actually older than me. They're more my sister's age. And one of them is really famous, and because I've had too many beers already, he's actually super famous now. He's Canadian and. Rain Maida. No, not Rain Maida. Uh, that does. dude from Moist. I'm trying to remember what the name of the band is. Wait, where are you from? Where am I from? Yeah. England originally. No, I mean, like, where'd you grow up here? Dundas. Okay. So you're talking about Parkside. So the band, the band. See, whereas I grew, up in, I grew up in St. Catharines, and the band that I remember from that scene was Alexis on Fire, because I grew up around that time. Okay. And those, well, they, they were all in different bands before they formed Lex Sun. Yeah, the thing, mm. the problem I'm having is the band that he was originally in was like a ska-y kind of I'm a ska. funk band. They were really good. That's what Smiling Politely was a ska band. And if my sister was here right now, she could tell me exactly what the band from was called in high school and what they are now. She lives in Australia. You're not talking about Finger Eleven, are you? No, that was Burlington. Yep, and that's the answer's cousins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. The band in high school was called the Cronasal Sapiens. The guy now... I can see why that name might have changed. I'm going to have to use the power of Google. He's actually pretty famous. You're not... You're not, you're not Man, uh... I only ever went to Mike Lockhart's house exactly once, and Lockhart had this cat that was seriously like a 25-pound cat. No, it was more than that. He like, weighed like a million oh, pounds. Oh, it was perfectly <laughs> spherical. Caribou. You heard of Caribou? No. He does. He's a big Canadian musician, and oh, is this the sort of like the electronica? Yeah, he does like electronica. Oh, okay, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and he's huge. And I was trying to think of a band. I was like, apparently, the, the cohorts of bands that have come since have now created. Like, there is apparently a little electronica scene in Hamilton. Well, yeah. Junior Boys are from Hamilton, man. Yeah, I went to school Even with them. <laughs> like Arkells are starting to skew a little bit more electronic sounding. That's weird. I remember when they were yeah. Charlemagne. Hmm. In a, I can't. They had to change their name because there was already a Charlemagne yeah. band. I'm sorry, but Finger Eleven. Now that you brought it up, <laughs> never should have changed. They were so Rainbow much better. They were so much better. With marketable the, name. The Grace of Blue Skies was such a good album. I think. I think when Circles and Spider Prince are two of my favorite kind of funk metal songs. Circles ever. isn't funk metal. Circle. It, it's so angsty rock. That was the era they were in, though. They so wore good. sweaters. 
striped sweaters. <laughs> it was like a they heavier were kind of, of a heavier kind of Weezer. I yeah, yeah. That, yeah, exactly. With, with like a funky edge to them. Yeah, I guess. We talked about Wreck-It Ralph. How did we get into this music? John, oh, I didn't finish the Lockhart's house story. Oh, um, I don't even remember the, the starting of it. Go, no, it was man, terrible. It was oh, the heavy. Oh heavy God, it was perfectly spherical. It was a completely round cat mm. because Lockhart was known to smoke up like a lot. Entering his house was like entering a haze. Oh, um, and I remember I was upstairs. That's and, why the cat's heavy. Yeah. He's always hungry. Well, yeah. That was the prevailing theory, <laughs> as a matter of fact. I distinctly remember going to that basement and, like, possibly being somewhat intoxicated. What? Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> believe it knowing me, right? Yeah. Um, a teenager? Intoxicated? A teenager. <laughs> Never. And just, like, randomly jamming to, like, Rage Against the Machine covers. Um, Faith, the Limp Biscuit cover of Faith, we would play that. Because it was oh, easy and yeah. we were too far gone. I remember levels. that. We yeah. played uh, a band at my high school, played that at an assembly. Nice. At my Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> One of our high school bands. I can't remember what they were called, but we had another high school That's band amazing. who who <laughs> actually <laughs> covered uh, Closer during oh, By no. Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> Don't cover close. Yeah, I would pay money to see the face of the teacher who signed off. I've never seen. I've never seen it. Jim Lights go on so fast as when they got to the cover of Closer. Closer, <laughs> and this teacher's arms running around flying. Thank you very air. much. Thank you for playing. Great and night, everybody. Nice effort. Yeah. Go home. Uh, Don't and, talk and, about and this didn't hold to any anybody. punches. It was great. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh my god. Let's see. What else? So I was like on the second story of Lockhart's house. We oh, were good lord. This is going stairs, isn't it? The cat. Yes. Oh, man. We were playing Smash Brothers on the second story of the house, and we heard thump. And we were sure that somebody had fallen down the stairs and killed themselves. Who's the cat? So, yes. We ran down, and at the bottom of the stairs, we see the cat looking up at us. <laughs> it's like, what? On its back. I'm like just a resting. Turtle. It was like a turtle rocking back and forth, but it was on okay. its feet. <laughs> Because it was so fat, that's a lot of pattern. It literally bounced and protected itself. I think what will always sit with me is how like it was staring at us, like it was our fault. Well, the cat used to sit there at the bottom of the stairs and cry until someone strong enough to lift it came along to move it up the stairs. This cat was like, I'm a big dude. This cat was obese. <laughs> like it was huge. Poor cat. Oh, poor it's unbelievable. Lucky cat's name was Lucky. <laughs> You know who else is lucky? <laughs> oh, segue. A segue. <laughs> a segue. I determined segue. I'm trying to, I couldn't think of that. Uh, do we care about John Boyega? A little bit. So he was talking I to like Finn. He was talking about the he was talking to the director of Attack of the Block cuz they're hoping to do something together. Have you seen Attack, Attack of the Block? Block? Right? I have yeah. not seen Attack of the Block. You should see it. It's really good. Um it's about Wait a uh, minute. Attack of the Block. Attack the Block, sorry. It's about it's about uh England. You'd enjoy it. Let's not spin back into England. <laughs> England. <laughs> I'm still a little heartbroken. Uh, okay, let's move away. Uh, John Boyega, uh, he's in Pacific Rim 2. Lead in Pacific Rim the 2. The lead, yeah. He's playing the son of Idris Elba's character in Pacific Rim 1. I d- you didn't like Pacific Rim? I didn't watch it. 
There's a rocket elbow. Rocket elbow. It's, it's so much fun. Awful. It's so much fun. It's a fun it, it, movie. It's a lot of fun. I had someone trying to convince me to watch Battleship too. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Different argument. Different argument. It's a movie about a six dollar board game that has Rihanna in it, and she's horrible in it. Which is hard they to say. She was really good. She's very pretty. You know this person. She's horrible. Well, that's clearly her music video. She you looks know the horrible. You told me I should watch it, so I'm not going to mention it. Yeah, yeah. I, I am considering the source. There's there's a scene where they're looking at a radar, and the missile that they fired looks like the peg from Battleship. Are you, you know serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm. You being know they're ser- talking about doing a trilogy of Tetris movies. Yep. Right. Because you can't tell the story of Tetris in just one film. <laughs> Is the story that shapes fall from the top of the screen and land on the bottom of the screen? Where are they coming from? No one knows. Oh dear! <laughs> I can see the trailer right now. Nobody knows where they come. They can no. literally make no a one film saw that this was going to happen. Now. I yeah. was just a boy when the first shape fell from the sky. <laughs> you know what? That's probably going to be better than what they're going to come up with. It'll be like Game of Thrones, only with shapes falling from the ceiling. Ooh, if they get the guy who did the theme for Game of Thrones, or all the music, and uh, made him do the Tetris theme, oh, that would be awesome. You have a Republican version where they tell the shapes to go back where they came from. (laughs) We're leaving England. That's the second film. (laughs) That's the empire of the trilogy. (laughs) We're we're stopping talking about Brexit. Um, Let's see. um, That was more U.S. politics. It'll be like a Donald Trump stand-in being like, I know you didn't believe me. When I said I would build a wall, <laughs> but I found a way. He's like, boom. From the, from the sky, he's like, boom, boom. What he didn't boom. realize is that lining up the blocks would erase the wall. <laughs> and then you just hear, like, very, like, it goes to black, and then you hear on the piano, like, do, 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 do. That's not the theme song, though. Isn't it? No, that's the that's not cracker for yeah. You say that, that's oh, Tchaikovsky, it's, dude. It's <laughs> dun, 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 I'm gonna buy Tetris this week. It's three dollars on <laughs> on PS4 right now. Oh, Tetris! Can you play it on the touchpad? Is that what the touchpad is finally for? For the PS4? Yeah. There's you know, no... each controller has a little touchpad. On. Oh yeah, there is. I don't know. We should try it. I'll just buy it before we go. Um, so Rihanna Battleship. Rihanna also released a song for Star Trek. This is a long episode. Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made the trailer actually looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks a lot better than the Ghostbusters the music, one. The music is actually pretty good. The song's good, unlike the Ghostbusters theme, which we'll talk about next. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. No, the Rihanna version for, what was it, Sledgehammer? Sledgehammer, that, which is good. a single don't for... don't call it a version. It makes it sound like, the Miley, yeah. like a cover of Miley Cyrus. Well, what? That's Wrecking Ball, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Sledgehammer was a Peter Gabriel Peter, song. Oh, yeah. Didn't it have like frogs in the video? Sledgehammer. Like? like a weird pond or something. The very first um, sound job that I had in job. The sound very job. first sound task like I job. did in, um, in university <laughs> for theater was editing Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. We had to try. We had to try to pull a sample out of it and create some background for a uh, for a scene. Weird. Yeah. And I still got it confused with the Miley Cyrus song. <laughs> That's okay. How many of these have I had? <laughs> Clearly so, not enough. Star Trek is apparently tracking really well for their opening weekend because the last two trailers, the interest has sort of gone down. But mm-hmm. I guess Rihanna pumped it up. It's a little weird. It is a little yeah. weird. She it's, is a, a the, around the, I, the release of the song, and I don't know how legitimate this is, but she claims to be a lifelong Star Trek fan. Like her dad used to watch it and got her into TNG. I Interesting. It's possible. All celebrities are hiding something. Yeah. So she's been Penis. like a closet Trekkie Penises? all this time. <laughs> um, um, 
Yeah, maybe. Who, you never the know. The question is, does this ruin her career? <laughs> <laughs> it looks good. Uh, it's tracking. Really, she ruined. gets on stage at her next show, just like a wall of like, no. <laughs> Bunch of Star Wars fans in the audience, like, where's your lightsaber? Um, And as soon as she starts to say, like, no, no, I'm a Star Wars fan too, they're already throwing stuff. (laughs) With the force. With the (laughs) force. So, um, Star Trek Beyond's tracking for 50 to 60 million opening. Just a row of people touching their foreheads and reaching forwards. I think it'll be. Just like, what are you trying to do? Oh, oh, I see what you're trying to do. Uh, That's a good opening. It's a good opening. But 50, 60 million? We'll see how what happens. It's not like a Marvel movie. I wouldn't say no to $60 million. It's true. Nah, it's not quite enough for me. Um, <laughs> I don't get out of bed for less than 80. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters is tracking for 40 to $50 million, Yeah, which is lucky. all right. That's okay. Um, but they did I, release their amazing uh, theme song. Ooh, there's uh, another segue. You know, I that. was I was going to see it. I was going to commit to see it until I heard that theme song. You know, and the theme song is so bad that the the prospect of hearing it repeatedly throughout the movie and me is earlier the, the only thing that is preventing me from going to a theater to see it. You know, because what? I need to be able to stop that sound and recover. You know, before hearing more of it. What's weird is that the last trailer, or I don't know if it was a TV spot, they have a they have a shot of Melissa McCarthy shooting the new marshmallow man in the balls. Like that's the humor that that. it's going at. It's I don't have this huge problem with it. The whole Ghostbuster movie. The theme song I have an even huger problem with because it's bad. It's just bad. Poor, I, poor Missy Elliott. Measure. I can't There's remember no where I first saw it pop up on Facebook. Was it me? It was it, probably it, it was me you. because everyone was so angry <laughs> that I had shared it. You <laughs> that it just kept on going. Down as the far road. as I know, you didn't write it, so I'm not going to blame you for but, it. But it, but I brought it into people's lives, which apparently <laughs> well, is a bad thing. <laughs> I think, in a way, it's important that you show those sort of things before we go to the go see the movie and go, whoa. Mm. Like, I've tried to be excited for this new Ghostbusters movie. I was so when I much. saw the pictures, and until they started when showing... I saw stills and stuff, I was like, "This is a really cool idea." I'm not sure why you've switched to an all girl cast, but that's okay. That didn't bother me at all. I don't care. I like all of, all the ladies. They're most of them are fine. I'm not a huge Melissa McCarthy fan, but I don't mind her. Like, I don't I don't know Leslie Jones that much. Gilmore That's Girls is a Gilmore Girls is a facet in my household. So Melissa McCarthy has been like a member of the family for years. I just gotcha. saw the first episode of that the other day, and you immediately loved it and need to watch all seven seasons. I I, I don't know. It, it was it was weird. They talk really fast, so I may have to go back and listen they to. They do it. talk really fast. Yep. And I, I, I wasn't really the, the few s- times with my wife, and I didn't really understand what happened. If you get, if you ever lay hands on one of the episode scripts, it's I, like I, a third or a quarter longer. It than is a standard. I TV, saw a TV script because they speak so quickly. I was looking at one, and I was like, "This is a really thick script," and it's so reference By thick, dense. It was thick on like the, it, it's fantastic. It's really good. It's very clever. Hmm. Anyway, I'll, I'll watch it before the new season comes out. You've got till this Christmas, fall. I think. Yeah, uh, late fall, early winter. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. She's so, all right. Anyways, I was looking at this going, these are some funny ladies. Yeah. Kate McKinnon. Yeah. This should be really good. And I watched like, the first trailer and I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then the, I watched the second trailer and everybody's like, no, it gets better when you watch the second trailer. So I watched the second trailer and I went, oh no. 
Yeah, it was worse. And Which then is the one that ends with the ghost perched on uh, what's her name shoulders. That was the, the third one. Okay, because that the, one was pretty funny. The third one. The third one brought my confidence in it back a little bit. I was going through exactly the same and thing. And then they dropped the song on, on you. Two. Then they dropped the song on me. And it was just... I will confess I'm not a huge Fallout Boy fan. No? Not a huge Fallout Boy Not after Boy all fan. the Nine Inch Nails and Tool and, 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 and Marilyn Manson. And Corn and Rob yeah. Zombie and all no? the like, really heavy huh. stuff. Not a massive Fallout Boy fan. Yeah, not that angsty. I didn't <laughs> feel like Fallout Boy was when terrible. When angst turns the corner onto self pity, that's when Mark draws uh, the line. Touche. Yeah, I'm, I'm more angry, less emo. It's probably so, the best way to put it. So wait, where where do you stand on Jimmy Eat World? They have their moments. I like Jimmy Eat World a lot. The middle. <laughs> the middle was okay. They're, they're, are they, are you in the middle for it them? It didn't really rock my world. <laughs> I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't rock my world, but I didn't hate it. I love Jimmy World. That, that whatever the hell that was, Ghostbusters theme. I mean, I love Missy Elliott, and I thought that was atrocious. Poor Missy Elliott. Yeah. It's that poor is Missy Elliott. It is like completely the worst thing she's done in her entire career. That's the sound of someone cashing a check. That's all that yeah. is the sound of. Yeah. Some, maybe she need a new car. Or maybe she need new pillows. Filled with money. <laughs> new pillows. Filled with money. She might not get the filled with money with that track. But. <laughs> well, I don't know. That, I'm sure they, she was compensated. They must have got paid by their... Quite a bit, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, but... I don't know. I really feel like this movie is a... Is, you remember there was an old... There was like a commercial for like Doritos or something. It was for some something completely ridiculous. But it was like it was like a board meeting. And in this board meeting, they're like, okay, so we're going to do this movie. It's Ultra Slug. And they show the poster, and there's this big slug, like, crushing Manhattan. It was around the time that Godzilla came out. It's like, okay, who we Which one? Wait, wait, which Godzilla? The uh, Matthew Broderick Godzilla. 98? Yeah. Uh. And it's like, we've got got tie-ins with these restaurants. We've got the song. We've got the cartoon. Has anyone written the movie? Oh, I'll get it done this weekend, boss. (laughs) That's true. I Uh, feel like that's where this... I actually hated song? that Godzilla movie. Because <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it is bad. Um, but I when feel like Puff that... Daddy crapped all over Led Zeppelin. Uh, oh, that was so bad. That was painful to me. I also but was I a feel huge like, classic rock guy. So I feel like that's where this Ghostbusters movie came from. I feel like they got the okay to do a new Ghostbusters, and they, by committee, picked out a director, picked out the actors, the director picked out the song and the cross-licensing. The movie. But I'm sure he did that well after... Production had been well, well underway. Sure. Um, you know the novelization is out, right? And maybe the PDF is sitting on my computer. Perhaps. There's a novelization of the Ghostbuster film? Yeah. I'm already. surprised they already. still do that, to be honest. They do it for every film. I'm surprised that it's still done. Yeah. Well, they do it for the big films, right? Uh, this is supposed to be a big film, so they did it. Um, I may it, have read some of it. <laughs> and I, I, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. There's Man, no bones you, about it. You know the bad guy's not Zool, right? Yeah. Who's, well, the, who's the bad guy? I don't remember the name of him. He made up a new bad guy? It's a new bad guy, and he looks like the Ghostbusters uh, logo, right? That seems like a really odd coincidence. Well, they do the whole pick a form thing. Oh, so she chooses the logo. And yeah. Although the Marshmallow cover. Man showed up in the TV commercial uh, recently. I don't know how that's going to work something out. about... I didn't really read the novelization as in I skimmed, skimmed it, it because I couldn't. Um, oh, that's really it, it disappointing. Got that painful, eh? But Tell me this is like a junior novelization? Like it, maybe it was simplified? It might or? have been. It, I think it was the junior novelization. I can't imagine there being like a serious literary 
it was not well written. Like they didn't get Terry Brooks or something to sit down and Terry do like Brooks doing episode was it one that he did episode one yeah that was a good novelization it was yes better than the movie the second novelization was bad the didn't third one was, was all it? right wait which one did um, Salvatore do Salvatore do two he did. I didn't even know it was in the Attack of the Clones. Yeah, he was not good. Usually a really good writer. Yeah, usually. I know, I was upset. I'm sure it was the sound of a writer cashing a check. It was the sound of him being, uh, looking at a script and being like, you you want me to write this into a novel? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine him sitting down and being like, like, you want these love scenes exactly like this, George? He's sitting this is really how you want them, George? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sitting down and there's a word processor being like, I hate sand. It's coarse. So George, it gets everywhere. George, these are people, right? In these love scenes, this isn't like, sure? see, like this a man isn't and a woman PO talking to her too. George, there's emotions in here. George, those are emo- <laughs> those are emotion. Yeah, <laughs> emotion. These are the exact words I said to my wife. <laughs> my second wife, not my first. <laughs> I can't might have been the first. Why she <laughs> no, these might are the words the I first. said to my first wife. She left me. <laughs> um, this is yeah. why. Um, we were fine until I got this idea. It's Attack of the Clones. Do you care if I spoil one thing in Ghostbusters? Please. Um, so apparently, uh, spoilers for people who, for one people who listen to that this. That guy. Mark, uh, my friend Mark and Stu, uh, if this is a spoiler for Ghostbusters, I'm sorry. That He's not I sorry. Doubt you, I doubt you care. You will get over it. <laughs> so apparently one of the last lines in the movie is them listening to this radio um, that can listen to, like, the paranormal or whatever. Okay. So radio Ouija board. Yeah, something like that. And uh, I think it was Leslie Jones. Is a Leslie Jones character? I don't remember their names. Um, she goes, who's Zool? <laughs> and that's how they end the movie. Dun, dun, sequels! So Ghostbusters 4. <laughs> Man. See. See. Does anybody, I, mm-hmm. does anybody feel like Harold Ramis died so he didn't have to be part of it? <sighs> I, uh, it's possible. It's just I don't know, like, like I said, talented people. I, uh, I just don't see anything. I, I don't redeemable. Know. And you no, know, it's not because we're sexist. It's because the trailers are terrible. Part of, I think, and the song is terrible. Part of the reason that the first Ghostbusters worked was that, in spite of it being a very effect-heavy movie, it was a real like long shot oddball of a pitch. You know, to walk into a movie studio and say, ghost janitors in New York, and try to make a movie out of that, that's not something that in the middle 80s people were positioned to anticipate success from. So I think that they probably had a They weren't looking at this as starting a franchise. They weren't thinking about the cartoon or the action figures or the album when they made this movie. Because they weren't thinking of it as a kid's movie. Either, right? Yeah. Any movie where one of the gags is a ghost has relations with Ghostbusters in Dream I, Sequence? I think you can say blowjob. It's not swearing. Okay. Blowjob. A, a ghost swearing? job? A ghost job. <laughs> she slimed me? A spiritual um, handy. Yeah. She slimed I'm just you. saying when that's one of the gags... You're probably not aiming at a child audience. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. I, I love that. Gags. And one of the <laughs> one of the jokes that uh, Venkman does is um, there are already two people in. It sounds like there's 
enough people inside <laughs> of you already. Two people at least two people are in you already. Hmm. I haven't seen that movie in a couple. Oh god! In the first ten minutes, he makes a menstruation joke. Like this wasn't a movie aimed at children. Mm. I think this wasn't supposed to start a cartoon and a franchise. The first Ghostbusters film, it's kind of a dumb idea. You know what I mean? Like the movie's kind of a dumb idea. It's it's yeah. I I don't know if I'd say dumb as in quirky. It's quirky idea. It. If you came to me saying I want to make a movie about this, I'd be like, okay, go fund it yourself, and we'll see. But luckily, but, these guys were all at the top of their game at well, that. They're point. at the top of their game, yeah. and you have and that's how they sold parts. it. They were able to say like, we've got the funniest dudes from Saturday Night Live, and this is their story. But they're really funny, and it's going to be a really funny movie. And you can get money for a really funny movie, even if it's got an oddball concept. But this not only yeah. that, you get Rick Moranis, who does a perfect job in his role. You get Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. Who does a perfect job in her role? You get Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, Annie Potts, oh, Annie Potts. Annie she was Potts. amazing. Bill there Murray, was, and man, even, even the dude who played Peck was perfect. Even the guy whose name I can never remember who Peck? plays uh, Eddie or no Winston. Winston Zedmore. Oh, his name. You're talking about Ernie uh, Hudson. Ernie Hudson. Yeah. yeah, I did remember his name. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> He's apparently in the movie too. Is he? Yeah. Cool. But you get perfect performances like. Out of all of them, like Ernie Hudson's a great straight man in the movie compared mm. to the others. And you give me a steady paycheck, I'll believe whatever you want. <laughs> everybody in it was perfect. Slimer was perfect. I've seen oh. things that'll turn you white. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine trying to use that joke these days? <laughs> Only at the Republican Congress. She's um, a by the way, he plays uh, Leslie Jones' uncle, who, oh, who gives her. Is he still Winston? No. None of them See, are them. That is the biggest misstep in the whole thing. There's no tie. Be- no yeah. tie. Yeah. Because the scene where they go to the old firehouse. That's and, not their like, that's not their place. Yeah, I know. But although they do go there, this is in the novelization, uh, they go there and they can't afford it, so they go to the, the Chinese, Chinese place. Yeah. Had there been a scene where they go to the old firehouse and Winston Zedmore is like, thirty years ago I busted ghosts. Now it's your turn. That would have sold the movie to anyone who doubted. It validates it, but no, couldn't do that. And here's the thing. I don't believe that that was Paul Feig's decision. I feel like that was a corporate decision made high up well before they had a director or a writer or a star or anything. Remember how Sony leaked all of those emails a while ago? They got hacked. Yeah. One of them is Paul Feig. Emailing Sony talking about the storyline before they wrote the story. Okay. And talking about how it's supposed to set up um, sequels. And is is Paul Feig saying, like, it's supposed to have no tie? Like, we have... No tie, all female cast. Well, then, man, it's too bad because I thought... I thought Paul Feig was a funny dude. Freaks and Geeks was really good. Yeah. So what you're saying is instead of making a film, they're making a soulless marketing play. That's what Sony does, though. Doesn't do you, do you not uh, remember uh, Spider Man? <laughs> How they instantly dropped it and rebooted it? Like, don't they reboot Spider Man every ten minutes? Yeah, but now they have it in Marvel's court. So the next one's going to be good. Homecoming is going to be a good. Movie. They keep on adding new people to that cast, and they're all really good actors. Dude, you told yeah. me Age of Ultron was going to be good too. I hoped a. And in <laughs> fairness, you know what? Age of Ultron was a solid six and a half, seven movie. For the first it, 30 minutes. I feel like it no, would no, have no. been. I, I feel like, although it has its valleys, it has peaks as well. The issue with that one is that they were fighting between. That was before they did the split. 
Yeah. So uh, Joss was fighting with a lot of different departments, and it broke him. Yeah. Right? And that's why he doesn't want to do it anymore. That's why he's not doing anything right now. But that, that being said, although I have heard it criticized, the opening, like, the opening of the movie was really strong. Like, the first ten minutes, that raid on the Hydra base was awesome. I thought uh, Vision the, was amazing. The fight at the end was great. In the church? Uh, the all all over like the whole as soon as Sokovia is in the sky it becomes an awesome action movie hmm. although I will say that uh, Civil War was a better Avengers film than that I agree I wholeheartedly I agree <gasps> it's so good you would like it I honestly think you would like it it's... because it like Captain America like Winter Soldier um, it's it's as much an espionage film as it is a superhero movie I think it's my favorite film out of all of them like, out of all the Avengers films, or no, out of all, all, of all the Marvel of them. films, at the end of the day, it is about two two good friends who can't agree. Unlike Superman and, it and just Batman, it out. <laughs> who don't really know each other, but they dislike mm. each other for yeah. reasons unannounced. No, it's because it's of things. You know, <laughs> oh. I'm Zack Snyder. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and in fairness, Superman and Batman meeting each other as antagonists isn't in and of itself a stupid idea. No. It's not a bad place to start, but doing The Dark Knight Returns as Batman and Superman meet, that's a stupid idea. Yeah. Because the only reason Dark Knight Returns works is because it's predicated on like 80 years of history. Yeah. And, and to pretend that history doesn't exist and have this be their first meeting, that's stupid. Flat out stupid. It is stupid. You yeah. know what's stupid? Batman v Superman. Zack Snyder. I cannot I wait to dance the, robot dance. The half, the half hours you showed me about it, I can't wait li- to listen to your podcast. You should just come. And, I'll just come. And we'll get microphones and drink. And you'll spend a week bleeping out all of my profanity. Why would we bleep it? My other podcast rated R. Is not- oh, <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Then, yeah, I'll be in I don't full, know. I'll be in full form that Our day. first episode, there's so much swearing, I'm like, were we just swearing to get the R on this? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels like. It's like the first season of Breaking Bad. It's like, I guess we gotta have a sex scene. Don't, don't, wor- don't worry about it. If you have me on your podcast, you will have no problem getting your R. Hmm. That yeah, no. yeah. sold no so, problem. So do we want to do this topic of the week two hours later? Into this podcast? <laughs> We're already two hours in. Wow. One hour fifty four yeah. minutes. Although there was there was like fourteen minutes of filler at the beginning of this. That's still True. basically two hours of material. We're still close. To so Game hours. of Thrones ended recently, and I know neither of you watch it. No, Game of Thrones season six. Yeah. Season six. Thanks, recently. Marty, for this topic, which spoiled last season for me. That's okay because Spears is never going to get to it. <laughs> That's that's true, actually. Do you need the Blu-rays? I another I ha- episode of Jessica Jones. I'm getting closer. Do you want the Blu-rays for Game of Thrones? I have all of them up to season... Uh, well, season six, not after, there. We're working on Jessica Jones and Better Call Saul right now. Don't go through Better Call Saul. Go through Game of Thrones. It's better. Better Call Saul is really good. It is really good. It's amazing. You know what's really good? Game of Thrones. I don't know. It, I mean, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great, but Better Call Saul is incredible. It is good. Game of Thrones is amazing. The I, finale of Game of Thrones. Here, here's my problem. Here's my problem. Better Call Saul is a show that Terry and I can watch together. You can watch Game I of Thrones sh- together. I showed Terry the fir- the the first twenty <laughs> minutes of Game of Thrones, the one that ends with a mutilated string of corpses arranged into a pentagram. Wait, what? 
You remember? It's the cold open. What, get it? Cold open. They're past the wall and they're in. They're oh, looking yeah. around for that village of people. That wasn't a pentagram, was it? Yes, it was. It was a mutilated string of corpses arranged into. It was either a circle. It was a circle. Okay. Well, either way. See, I lost her at mutilated ring of corpses. Yeah, I don't know if my wife would be. Done with so me. you guys should just watch it together. Well, and, and then here's and Terry drink. We just give them Who's some wine. Who's taking care of the kids, though? They be sleeping. You haven't met my daughter very much, have you? <laughs> there is a flaw in this plan. That's when you lock them in their room. <laughs> is that a thing? The kid, the people I'm, I'm pretty sure she could break out, actually. Uh, <laughs> sleepovers. She comes out like Arya Stark with a sword in each hand. And send, them, send her to the Spearses. <laughs> I, ha- I had watched most of Sons of Anarchy. Probably six into this. What was there? Seven seasons of that? Uh, keep talking. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, there's but lots my of wife had, anarchy. My wife had to drop out because it got too much. Same thing happened to Sarah. Like Aaron and Sarah. Yeah. Let's understand. The last two seasons are really violent, especially around children. Which is uh, well, oh, that's a deal if, breaker. If I well, they weren't they weren't the, the kids one, aren't the subject, of but the they violence. they may have been around when the violence. They're either around. way, any situation involving children, violence, mutilation, gore. Are we talking about you or breaker. for children or for wife? For wife, for okay, me, you're fine. You have you no, know it's you, weird. You have no soul. I, I would I would like to say no, but I've found increasingly having children has made me vulnerable to things like that. I cry at everything now. I'm just saying. I'm like, weird. Um, you know, you remember the train spotting movie? You know the scene with where the baby's crawling on the ceiling. Seven, seven seasons is the last one. Yeah, it all ends. I can't watch train spotting anymore because of that scene. I can still watch train spotting. That was still hard then. <laughs> Where they come in and they find the thing in the room. It bothers me yeah. a great deal. I can still watch the movie. Before that, like, to a degree, though, like, I knew people who were like yeah. the people in Trainspotting. Like, yeah. I had friends that were essentially Renton and Sick Boy and stuff like that. So I kind of got yeah where it was coming from. And that hurt to a degree, but because I didn't really know those people anymore... You were able to, of, yeah. I don't, I, you got had I machinery to space. deal with that sort of material. The first time I watched Train Spotting was in high school, and my big problem was I had to translate Begbie's <laughs> text for all, like all of that he said, minus the swearing. Oh no, I included the swearing. Okay, but I had to translate the sort of the Glaswegian accent. For my Canadian friends who couldn't understand what Begbie was saying. Because the whole joke really? in the movie yeah. about Begbie is you can't understand what he's saying. Yeah, that's the joke. But they, they're like... It's like... I didn't realize that you were... Th- worse than watching this film in the theater when I was in high school. Because it was 14A when it came out in Canada. Yeah. Because Canada is awesome. Because Canada is awesome. If they'd murdered some people, it would have been a hard I saw it on but, video. But I was it in the theater and people are beside me going... What's he, what's he saying? You're killing this movie for me so I never, bad. I never had like, an issue. I'm trying to watch this. I never had an issue understanding him. I, I don't know how it's so bad, but people are like, what's If no, you're not used to that accent, like it I watch a lot of BBC. Ear, like, that'll do it. <laughs> Will Hamish, Macbeth, whatever. Uh, 
Huh. It was bizarre. Oh, that was a good movie. Do we want to go over this Game of Thrones thing? We if can you... go over Game of Thrones. Sure. Yeah. So Let's basically, like maybe pick up, pick up like the. Top There's only three. seven. Yeah. So it's not like. It's not like some of them are kind of gimmies, like like so. So this is on Fatherly, and it is what it titled Seven Parenting Lessons I Learned by Ignoring My Kids to Watch Game of Thrones," which is hilarious. But pretty much, it's like people were looking at the last season and were like, eh, "These are some parenting things that I could uh, talk about." So the first person they talk about is Bruce Bolton, who is the father of Ramsey Snow. I guess Ramsey Bolton because they switch his name. Yeah, yeah, and um, what did they say? So basically, in the last season, we find out that uh, he ends up having a legitimate son. So Ramsey Snow is a bastard. He was born to yeah, not his he's, wife. Well, so he's the counterpoint. He's the counterpoint to Jon Snow. Yeah, the, that's the idea. But Jon Snow is the is the gallant bastard, and this that's dude exactly is Jon Snow's the bastard gone of, the right of, way, yeah. and Ramsey's the bastard gone the wrong way. Yeah, So, but he was legitimized by uh, Roose Bolton, so he became Ramsey Bolton. Um, anyway, basically he tells Ramsey that, hey, I have this son, and I still appreciate you, so... You're uh, just not going to inherit all my stuff. So Ramsey kins- kills him, right? In the books, and goes that's on not really feed. how it goes on. Yeah, no. <laughs> this, this, I'm, right, I'm simplifying let's, it. Let's just live in this in a sec. As the writer of the article says, this moment of fatherly pride is rewarded with a knife to the gut from Ramsey, yep. who goes on to feed the wife and child to his dogs. His dogs are always hungry. He doesn't feed them. What's, what's the parenting lesson here? Lesson is, when telling your older child about his new brother or sister, be sensitive to the jealousy this news might engender. See, Game of Thrones is for all. You should tell this to Terry. <laughs> you know, it's funny because this runs completely counter to our experience. Um, How? We told we told Clark pretty early that Kara was coming uh-huh. and spent a lot of time getting him ready for her arrival. When they met... By spaceship? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. A better question for you is, how are you going to feel when Clark asks for a puppy? I'm going to tell him to might feed it. Plan on feeding you. <laughs> you know what? You, you know what you can tell him. You can tell him that you guys can have my doghouse that's sitting in our backyard. <laughs> we don't have a dog. We don't need Maybe. it. We're we're not going to be ready for a dog anytime <laughs> soon. That's a lot of work. I'm just saying, like when he, when Clark met Kara for the first time, like she was two days old in the hospital. His immediate reaction was literally words out of his mouth: "I love her." Oh, kissed her on the head. That's so awesome because my sister tried to kill me when I came home from the hospital. <laughs> when my which my, started a long line of people trying to kill me. Actually, when my little sister came home for the first time from hospital, I was like, "It's a boy," because I asked for a boy, <laughs> and that's how things worked. <laughs> we've we've already been instructed. Our first has decided that she doesn't want a little brother. No, nope. if if it's a little brother, she wants to send it back. Okay, when number two comes along. That's fair. Which is not in the offing yet. That's yeah, don't worry, Arjun. Yeah. This either. is not an announcement. Though, so <laughs> there's no kind of announcement here. All right, let's see who's next. Jon Snow. He got resurrected. Blah blah blah. You neglected to call him the. Oh yeah. Hot yeah, yeah. So, so so one he of the was killed by um one of by his... his young squire Ollie. Yeah, he got which, stabbed. Which didn't stabby. actually happen in the book. Ollie is not in the book. I don't. Does yeah, Ollie don't exist in, in the, the book? book? I don't think Ollie's in the book. From Jon Snow remember. certainly never died in the book. He got stabbed. He's like, at the end. Of, at the end of he got shanked, but he didn't die. He, he was, was left bleeding <laughs> at the end of book five. Yeah, yeah. He's bleeding in the snow. He died in the show. In the book, he's died. But we still don't so. know. In he's the books. dead. 
He's dead in the books. And but he's Ollie is, is not in the books at all? Is not he like that I remember. Of... I think so. No, no, they, they, they add characters and they sort of put people together in the show. Okay. So so they don't have they so kind many of characters. Two characters into one and all But they, they were talking about like minor characters because there's like a bojillion yeah. characters. There's also book. major characters that are mixed together. Really and, they and change the, the way the... things work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They they need to streamline stories or else it would be way more than. To be honest, it's because the show much. Then like actors would have fans... to work for a full season instead of just ten episodes. Yeah. It, it, it's mostly because the show, much like the fans of the books, are tired of waiting for George R. R. <laughs> to get out to actually write anything. <laughs> So they have to make their own decisions about these kind of things. For the last two months, I've listened to the Tolkien versus George R.R. R. Uh, Martin epic rap battle at least once a day. And not once does Tolkien bring up the slowness with which Let's, Martin releases Did you his see the, that, the interview him and Stephen King did? Oh, my I posted gosh. it on, I think I posted it online, where he's yeah. like, how do you write so fast? It's like, well, you know, ethic... I have a work ethic where I have to work and work like write six I'm not pages a day. In quite so many fantasy pools. As soon as I heard about the TV show, yeah, when I had already started reading the book, I just like had a huge laughter breakdown mm-hmm. because uh, the idea of George R. R. Martin meeting any kind of production schedule was mind-boggling. To me. <laughs> it, it, but it's it's nice that he he has his outline for the the rest of the story. Right? He just doesn't he he hasn't written how it got gets there so he's given the producers and the writers the points that they need to get to to get to the like deadlines coming better get something down yeah mm-hmm. telling you george lucas went through the same thing for the prequels well he was busy raising children that's why he stepped away i guess mm-hmm. i also for get, someone who though, claimed that he had all nine episodes written in 1977 he did he actually explained the last three uh, a while ago, and yeah. how he convinced... I don't believe him. He condensed two of them into Jedi. I don't believe him. Yeah, wasn't Jedi, actually, he changed the movie for Jedi, was like the story for Jedi plus the episode after, kind yeah. of? Yeah, so the sister was going to be a separate person. It wasn't going to be Leia. Okay. That's why they got the kiss in the in five. <laughs> um, and then um, the Emperor wasn't even supposed to show up until seven. Huh. Yeah. So it was like once Vader was completely eliminated, then the Emperor becomes Snoke. I mean, the main antagonist. Something like that. So okay. you see that Vader had been being pulled by different strings. Okay. He wasn't the main bad. Okay. Well, I can I can see that. That seems legit. Mm-hmm. You know, it. I I believe that George Lucas had ideas for what each episode would be about. Mm. Do I believe that he had a completely written script mm. and treatment? You know, he had no, outlines ab- for the whole thing. Uh, have you read the I original outlines? I feel like outlines? George Lucas' definition of outlines is different than the definition of an outline from other writers. Well, his outlines are actually fairly detailed. Like, his outline for episode four was crazy. Like, And they made a comic book out of it, right? This is the Star Wars, yeah. right? Because I feel like it's a different ballgame. When you're talking about the first Star Wars movie, I feel like he had an idea for this complete story. Well, he yeah. wanted to tell this complete story in one movie. And when he started writing it as a screenplay, he was like, there's no way. That is what happened. Yeah. So he, he had the whole thing. And then he was like, this won't fit in one film. It would take a nine-hour film. So he took the first, um, the first act that made episode four. And he just yeah. fleshed it out a little bit. Fleshed it out with air quotes. Um, and then, you know... Yeah, yeah, but that's other. that's different than I planned nine movies. Mm-hmm. That's I have this many ideas, and I can't tell them all in one movie, but I could tell all of these in one movie. So here's a movie. 
Oh, well, I get to do two more? Okay. So this is the, the complete opposite of how they did the Hobbit films, where they took something that was really one movie and said, hey, how can we Let's turn this stuff into all three? This pretty <laughs> much, yeah. I haven't even seen the third Hobbit don't, movie. Don't watch and it. And I am the bad. biggest fan of the book in... I'm a very big fan of the book. You know I have a CD of... Uh, of uh, Tolkien reading The Hobbit, right? Yeah. Nice. It's, it's upstairs. It's great. Um, but um, So basically what happened is, so he wrote that script, not script, but a story mm. that was 4, 5, 6. And then when 4 was popular, he continued to write. So he expanded that story past that, which was yeah. 7, 8, 9. And he had to write a little bit of 1, 2, 3, which was Journey of the Wills. Um, Journal of the Wills, right? Journal of the Will, yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, which he actually talks about in episode... He, he he actually had it in part of episode three, but it ended up getting cut. Because that's what was that's supposed to... That's that scene where they're talking... Of, where they talk about Obi-Wan's ghost. Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon's ghost, yeah. 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 He had learned from it, and you know, he taught Yoda But then they to... couldn't get Liam Neeson, so they had to rethink the scene and... No, no, they, they, they were going to, but he was filming all the... Oh, I almost swore. All the Taken movies. <laughs> did they literally shoot those all at the same time? No, no, no. But it he was, kind of feels like they did. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't plan on sequels for that. It's like, what's Taken 2 like? Oh, I kind of like Taken 1. It's Taken and, 3 like? You know, it's kind of like Brexit. Taken like 3 is a little different. expect di- it to be successful, but then it was. <laughs> taken 3 was a little different, because no one got Taken. Which was confusing. Which is means it's a stupid name for the film. Yeah, it was being taken is referring to the audience. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They have taken your money. <laughs> I have taken your money to the, my private yacht. Do we want to keep going? I'm going to roll in it. Let's keep going through there. Jon Snow. Uh, so as soon as he came back, he killed Ollie. <laughs> and what was the lesson in this? Be firm when dispensing discipline. Spare the rod, and you'll spoil the child. Uh-huh. That's horrible advice. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand the spare the rod, and you'll spoil the child. What's well, that mean? I mean, I think don't he's saying the that child. If he, if that, that's exactly what it means. Sparing the rod means not hitting your kid with a switch. I don't think I'm gonna. But, but, <laughs> kill, get a switch? but killing your squire, who's basically your employee, so killing an employee after they've murdered you. That's different than not spoiling your kid. <laughs> that seems like the proper thing to do. That, that does seem yeah. justified. Reason for dismissal. Actually murdered me. I would not be writing this I TPS report. <laughs> I got better. I'm not dead. I got better. Okay, Three-Eyed Raven. I think I'll take a walk. Who's the Three-Eyed Raven, Mark? Isn't the Three-Eyed Raven that... It's that bird that's sort of explaining the It's brand. the guy in the tree. Yeah, Professor that, that X in and then Brand like Stark. Brand becomes part of the tree, yep. the roots. It's kind of weird. Uh huh. So it seems a lot less weird when they explain it as Professor X in training Brand Stark. Yeah, because he can he can go back in time through visions Brand's and stuff. Brand's claim to fame is he was was he the one that got thrown out of the window? Yes, he was yeah. by the Alabama Jamie. couple. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have read the books, haven't you? Yeah, it was- Cer- Cersei and Jamie. Yeah. That the was, Alabama couple. <laughs> See, you're the guy who convinced me that I would get on side with Jamie the more I read. Yeah, you, you do, do. In the books. And, and it makes the you TV feel show like too. a terrible... It's, it's, it's like soon- that scene in Pulp Fiction, 
where they shoot the guy in the head in the back of the car. Yeah. And you think it's hilarious. And then 10 seconds later, you realize you're a terrible person because you've just laughed at this guy getting his brains blown I've never felt bad afterwards. You never felt that? <laughs> is that a bad thing? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. You're still a terrible person. <laughs> but then, like, you have this moment with Jamie where you're like, okay, yeah, he's incestual and he's horrible and he tries to murder children, but he's not that bad of a guy. And you kind of go, Wait, what? You know, the you more, have that moment in the books. I don't know if you do in the show. I, yes, you definitely do in the so books. many the times. The more in I the read show. of the books and the more I hear of the show, the more I feel like the overarching message is that there is no morality. That there's a lot of gray. That ev- well, not even gray. It's like everybody who lives is some kind of monster or other. Hmm. Because even what's even Daenerys who has absolutely been victimized every step of the way mm. and is certainly justified in taking her pound of flesh, she goes well beyond... There, there are people that aren't monsters in a little bit. Who are they? Who? Like Brienne of Tarth? She's not... Yeah, she's not really. There's... Uh, yet. Um, yet. Sir Loras isn't that bad. No. The Onion so Knight? only yeah. killed a couple of children? The Onion Knight. Sir Loras? Did Sir Loras kill children? No. Sir Loras is, like, his great character flaw, which I don't see as a character flaw, is that he's gay. That's the All whole right. thing with Sir Loras. He's, like, the gay knight who's really good at what he does. Oh, the, that's the flower knight. The flower Sorry, knight, my, yeah. My okay. Yeah, nothing bad about... Oh, man, he's, I, I've only read bad the about book, him. and we've already... We've encountered this guy. Yeah. He's, so, he's like, the bastion of chivalry, and the uh, big reveal on him is that he likes boys later on. Yeah. Big deal. Who cares? Um, okay. Let's see, who else How is many there? people did he murder for, like, knowing that he liked None. boys? None. He didn't oh. kill anyone. So he's a good person who's lived through all five books? He's is he still alive? Uh, he is recall. in the books, yes. Because if he's a good he person, he's probably dead. Is he dead in the show? I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it for another 15 you know, years because I'm he waiting for George to feed you know, one of, one of, um, It doesn't mean anything. He'll and come in, back. You know, in fairness, this is like a step removed, but one of George R.R. R. Martin's points... In the in his epic rap battle against Tolkien, you know that's not actually him. I know that's not actually him, <laughs> but I feel honestly, I feel like this no, because it got released already. It can't be him. <laughs> the song is still going it was on, on schedule. <laughs> but anyway, I feel like it could be him, and this is why he makes the point to Tolkien that all the bad guys die and the good guys survive. But in Martin, the reverse is true. Anyone who's remotely good is either killed or mutilated or brutalized to the point that they they themselves become morally compromised immediately after. That's Nobody not who lives true. in Game of Thrones is a good person. If they're still in the books. No, by not even book the books. Five, who's a good person who's still alive in the books? Uh Eddard Stark, you, no wait, you dead. Could, you could roughly make a Eddard's not exactly a shining no, star not. when you read further into the books um, Oh, really? Because I've only got the first book to go on. But Eddard, he, Eddard's very much... His character trait is he does what he has to do. Yeah. He does, but, but he's you know, also... Ed, no, no, no. Eddard didn't have to talk to Cersei before accusing her. In the first book... Yes, the, he did, because it was the honorable no. thing to do. He's for bound him. by that, his, yeah, yeah, that's bound what, by his honor code. he didn't have to do the honor thing. He, he did, he did though. That's the thing. Yeah. He's his an honorable person. He had to do that. doesn't make the him a good being, person. It makes him an honorable point person. Point being that Eddard the, wasn't playing the game. No, no, like, he, he was, was being sa- what he, he had to do. Yeah, he was satisfied with what he had, which is a good and admirable trait. I think you need to read past the first book. I don't know, because I feel like when Martin writes the first book, as a fantasy author, you never know if you're going to get a second book when you write the first book. Mm-hmm. After you write the second Actually, book... Actually, he did. 
He, I, he got like a, I think he it was a he got he got a free book from, deal for that from before that. Okay, that's interesting because yeah. I assumed that he hadn't because the first book because he was already popular before then. Okay, so he was established. So mm. he you've read he, the books? Yes. Have so you he, sorry. have you read any of King Killer? Uh, the King Killer Chronicle by Patrick Patrick Rothfuss. Patrick Rothfuss. Oh no, yeah, name it's, of the I, wind. I, I'm name and, of the wind upstairs that I'm reading. So good. So basically, what how he got this book deal is. He was writing his original... Uh, what was his last series? The one previous to Game of Thrones. Yeah, anyway, so what he did it was he was talking to his publisher and he had this outline for this series, all of it. So he has the outline for it all. Yeah. And he told this story and he's like... And they're like, I think we can do this as a three-book deal. So that he got the advance for the three. Okay. Then as he started writing, he's like, this is going to be longer. And they're like, okay, here's more money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he just kept on writing and he kept on expanding. And huh. it kept on getting popular. Okay. And then he wanted six books, and now it might be seven. It's it's definitely at least is seven. Is it seven? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember if he said Anyway, point being that the, the first book is reasonably self-contained. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't meant to be I, that. I can, okay. That, you know, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. But I feel like the first book strongly makes the point of the entire series, which is that people who are good and virtuous and adhere to Code of Honor get killed. And that's perfectly realistic. That's com- per- completely congruent. More kind or less. of actually what happens in the real world. Except for... Yeah. yeah. And still, Rian is still good you know what, in the and on the... You know what? As epic, fa- as epic rap battle of history Tolkien states immediately after, the, the genre is called fantasy. It's supposed to be unrealistic. Mm. You myopic manatee. <laughs> Myopic, manatee. and that's my that's my problem with the book so I, far. To, in, yeah, in fantasy books, I want to read about good defeating. Ultimate, I want good to have a hard time, and I don't mind seeing good compromised. But at but the end of the day, triumph at the end. At the end of the day, I want my hero good to have something remotely heroic, but about themselves. There are heroic people. Like John is a heroic person. John Snow. And you yeah, find yeah, you know, granted, yeah, that's John Snow, Brienne of Tarth is still Brienne good. Of Tarth is a like, good example, incredibly good. Podrick is to a degree. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a he's a squire. Um, what he doesn't face Samwell, Sam Tarly. He's still relatively he's, good. There's nothing. He hasn't done anything bad. There's nothing bad about him. Okay. He's pretty. Uh, is he mentioned in this article, or is he like? Is he still on the I, show? Yeah, yeah. Okay, these are all people that are still around. Uh, Brand, despite his uh, leg issue. It's still a good person. Maybe. Well, the, you don't really know. We, in the books, uh, you don't really know where Bran's going. Yeah, it's too bad. Well, everything the, I've heard about what happens to Bran disappoints me immensely. Why? Because I was really, ex- I was really looking forward to the point where he gets back on his feet and gets delivers a little bit of comeuppance. He maybe he will. He is definitely heading towards that. But how is that possible? Like, isn't Jamie already dealt with? But I don't that's think not the comeuppance is. It's not be to Jamie. Jamie. Who else put him through the window? Cersei. The situation. It's not. Thing with, that's it not, wasn't Cersei's decision to throw. It was. I think the point that George R. R. Martin's trying to make with Jamie is that Jamie isn't the evil. No, he's Jamie not. is the symptom of the evil. Okay, sure. Even like. Uh, so I think Bran's revenge isn't against the symptom. Maybe Bran's revenge is against I don't even the think disease itself. He's not okay. looking for revenge. He's not like that, right? 
And that was maybe. you know that yeah, that would be okay too. Honestly, he was also he's, yeah, Rand was also you know absolutely yeah, yeah, adored yeah. Jon Snow if I remember. The, yeah. the two youngest boys, Rickon and Bran, really really looked up to Jon yeah. Snow. Yes. It was the oldest brother who was kind of oh, not man. sure. Yeah. That scene in the with Jon Snow. Where, um, what was the older brother? But that's because of his influence from his mother, right? Yeah, it's that, and, and it wasn't that he hated even him, Sansa didn't like the whole yeah John, but, but I think because the, he was a little bit older in the books, he's like what, like twelve, thirteen? He's fourteen in the books. Yeah, who? John. He, John. Yeah, yeah. But either way, the older the older John brother, is nearly the same age as uh, the older brother because it happened. They were, very, you know, he was sixteen and fourteen. As gross yeah, as it is that. to consider. I feel like in the books, because the characters are so young, you can forgive their lack of judgment or their, like, impetuous kind of decisions a lot more than you can in the show. Because when I'm looking at the show and seeing 20-somethings making these bonehead, ridiculous, impetuous calls... But I thought you haven't seen the show. When I hear about... See, that's different. Like, you're hearing about these things and you're not actually seeing what's happening. that's fair. Like, you need to actually see how they go through these parts. (sighs) Like... It's enough to say that we don't like the Ghostbusters movie that's coming out because we hear about these things. I read the book, <laughs> and I know it's bad. Okay, we don't like where it's going. It's, yeah, that's all we can judge on until we yeah. see the movie. Probably right. on video. So I'll, I'll move Game of that. Thrones up the queue as soon like, as I'm done. Or Jessica just read Jones. Just read the book. Like if you go through the books, it's pretty much the same. I don't have more time. or less. That's, I had a problem that's with my the biggest books, problem. So. Actually, mm-hmm. the more I read. The more each book seems to be just trying to trump the previous book for gore and questionable behavior. I could see that, yeah. And the other problem I had with the book is that I read Patrick Rothfuss <laughs> while I was waiting for book, can't remember four? book four, back five to come yeah. out. And sorry, George, but Patrick but Rothfuss. There's a new literary lord in the ring. He's a better writer. And as a fantasy geek, and that's my primary geekdom is Dungeons and Dragons, fantasy literature, and so forth. I think they're destroying the universe upstairs. That's fine. Whichever. I'm not going to clean it up. I really hope the harmonica <laughs> sounds are showing up on this because they're enchanting. <laughs> I think that's a pitch pipe. I don't even think that's a harmonica. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is a pitch pipe. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we might have to add music nerd to your list. As a huge... For me? Yeah. Oh, kind of. My mom's in a barbershop quartet. Nice, so I, I used to do barbershop. <laughs> I hear pitch pipes all the time. Wait, 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 where, wait, which, what? She, uh, I don't know, if, should I mention the name? She's in Hamilton. She's with Classic Blend. Is, uh, there I don't are, know them. Hamilton, Ontario, not Hamilton okay. the Musical. Not uh, Hamilton the uh, Musical. Yeah, She's not in Hamilton the Musical. Because I used to sing with Harvard Town Sound. Okay. And the O Canada, the yeah. O Canada A, not that, that's not right. But, the uh, youth, uh, yeah, so I'm familiar part. with pitch pipes and so forth. Yeah, Anyways, let's sing a the... tag now. <laughs> <laughs> I personally can't sing to save my life. So I play guitar instead. You need more, you need more pitch pipes in your life. Mark Maybe sings. <laughs> Hashtag Mark sings. Only after Spears does. Mm. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Well, Anyhow. we heard it now. Let's let's no, end the there podcast. Is, there is no <laughs> musical throwdown happening. Wasn't I talking about something important? Rock band? No, rock band. I'll play <laughs> the guitar. Rock. Actually, I'm Rockfuss. terrible at rock band. 
I always found it hard because whenever I tried to play guitar in rock band, mm-hmm. my hands would naturally be like, no, it's an E chord or whatever. And I'm trying to I'm like, no, it's buttons. My, it's my, my brain can switch over to non-music it, at that point. It can flip over pretty yeah. because I always had so much. Everybody's like, why aren't you good at this? You can play guitar. I'm like, because this is because not I can play guitar. Anything like playing guitar. It's true. My friend uh, oh, Bob, man. you know Bob Wagner, right? Yeah. Yeah, he cannot play uh, rock band to save his life. Doesn't surprise me. And he's a professional musician. Like yeah. he, he was the guitarist for We Will Rock You. Nice. <laughs> and uh, stuff like that. He was working on a... Well, I found it really band. difficult. Oh. But I also... I'd probably be better because I haven't been able to play a lot because of school and stuff like that. I haven't been Babies. able to play my guitar that much. And I understand. The little one. I sold my guitar. I don't actually have a guitar amp That makes anymore. me sad. Aww. I have like four over there. Somewhere. No, I sold my guitar amp, and I've, which was... Like five ukuleles somewhere. A little soul-crushing, <laughs> but... I'll play blind just... for you on a ukulele. Corn. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways. So... Corn, corn on a ukulele would be priceless. Yes. It'd be awesome. Anyway, Patrick Rothfuss. Yeah, and I read Patrick Rothfuss. Uh, Who met uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda last week. Did he? Yeah. yeah. There's a, is that um, the highlight of everybody else? everybody's life now? Is That's what you got to do? Hamilton, yes. Yeah. It's got, you got to meet Lin-Manuel Miranda. Miranda yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, there's a, there's a part of one of the songs in Hamilton that is inspired by the part of Name of the Wind. It's at the beginning. Where, it's yeah. uh, during the bar. It's the part where they're leaving the Aeolian, and you've got like the the three friends, and yeah. they're like they're all kind of a little bit drunk. We and may not live to see our, our glory. glory. We may yeah. not live to see anyway, our glory. Anyway, it's it's explicitly stated that it's inspired by Rothfuss. Nice. Yeah. Anyhow, so I read that and book. Harry Potter. <laughs> I I read that book, and my whole life, Tolkien was pretty much mm-hmm. the standard. And when I read Patrick Rothfuss, it was the first time I'm, I sort of had a moment where I'm like, wait, something could be better. I got to reread the first one. I got like a quarter of the way through and I got confused. And oh, you got to You owe it to yourself. And I read the first one and I'm like, that was really good. And the second one came out and I bought it. I'm looking at it going like skeptically thinking, that can't be good. There's no way it's going to be. And it was. Mm. And I was like, <gasps> But now I'm stuck in this waiting period for the next book to come. As out. a George R. R. Martin fan, you well, should be used to this. I should be. <laughs> the funniest part, though, is my wife loves reading fantasy series, but she d- won't start reading a fantasy series. This is because of Robert Jordan. Oh, that's And the Wheel of Time, and then yeah. he died before he finished it. But he left someone, his billions of notes. He left his billions of notes and someone else, but she never read the other ones. The, the last ones? She never read. So she's read all of them. Other than the two that huh. were like written Not, by the other guy with Robert Jordan's notes, mm-hmm. tell and me it so wasn't, wasn't it his, Jay Anderson? It was like his student, wasn't it? No, it was some. The family hired him after. Oh, okay, I thought they kind of oh, like had people interview or something, and they read stuff that he'd done, and they worked off of what they thought was most suited. And apparently, it's really close. I've never read them either, but my they, sister read them all, and she's she really likes them. So, anyways, I I was reading it, and tears. Is, my wife asked me, she's like, are they good? I'm like, they're amazing. It's the best fantasy novel ever. And she's, so she started reading it. And then she got about 20 pages into the second one. She's like, do you have the third one? I'm like, it's not written yet. And she just got so mad at me. <laughs> because she got emotionally invested in the characters. And she's like, that's fair. What are you doing? Do? Like, those, oh, the characters so, are so relatable. And then they get thrown out windows and incest. 
No, that's no, Game no. of Thrones. I'm talking oh, about... Yeah, I know. I'm talking, joking. <laughs> she actually hasn't read... I don't think she's read any Game of Thrones. King Killer is very, very reserved about how and when characters die or leave the story. Don't tell me, because I'm still going through it. You know what his favorite book is, right? Path of Grosfuss? Roth- what? Fuss? Say it. The Last Unicorn. It's an awesome uh, movie. Yeah. I haven't read the book. I should read the book. I've never read the book. It's not that long. It's like 200 pages. Huh. Yeah. There's suddenly a chapters right now, and Pathic Rosfus is the quote on the front. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I, you know you've made it as a fantasy writer when your byline will move an old book. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what his quote is, this is the best book I've ever written. Or, I've ever read. Huh. I'm going to have to read it now. I know a yeah. lot of people who are big fans of the movie. Yeah. I like the, the movie. movie Frank Bakshi? It looks a lot like the it old looks like Hobbit it. Isn't it Ralph Bakshi? Ralph Bakshi. Ralph Bakshi. Frank's his brother. Frank's his brother. <laughs> little alone, little appreciated Frank Bakshi. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're going to get through all of these. I don't think we are. That's okay. No, did you ever at- see The Flight of Dragons? Yes. Yes, it, yes I've I been looking for that thing on DVD. I have it on one of my hard drives. years. Like uh, I used to have it, it on VHS rip? Or? It's like a high VHS I used though. to have a VHS of it, but we don't have a VHS player anymore. So oh my gosh. Our buddy Kurt somewhere. used to have it. Kurt used to have it, yeah. He's the one who showed it to me. I learned about it from my friend Mike, you know. Yeah. My friend Mike. <laughs> yeah, I watched it with him when we were like that was an air quote, five Mike. or six or something like that. Whew. Long Aww. time ago. Dun, dun, we are getting so much older. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no kidding. kidding. Dun, dun. You know there are kids that are going to be, that are in university that don't remember 9-11? Isn't that This up? is booze. More Isn't that weird? Booze. That was 2001, about, wasn't it? Yeah. So they'd be turning 15 this year. Yeah, they're going to, there are some kids that are advanced, right? Yeah. So I, I knew a 16-year-old when I was in university. Yeah, when I went to Mac, there was a... Yeah. Uh, 14 years. But even years like, I don't remember what was happening in the world when I was four. Or you don't? Five, you know? I remember. I stuff. do. Optimus Prime was dying. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> Too soon. G.I. Joe. Oh. But I mean, like, How did we get I, there from if 9 11 was one of those things that was happening on the news, I wouldn't have remembered it. You know what? You know? I You could say that, but I remember when the Challenger exploded. Me too. I'd. Like, but I was al- I was already I was you were six, you were six. yeah nineteen eighty six so yeah I was I guess five I remember okay like I was, I, six. I was maybe still, six is the line I was five maybe five is the line I distinctly I was in grade one I think yeah I was grade one at my yeah. little elementary school and all the kids got sat down to watch the space shuttle blow up oh. on TV because it was such a like it doesn't happen I, often it's a huge event. Is so like all Dennis these, Leary talks about all, all the these kids, kids watch- are sitting there watching the Challenger. And I like literally watched the Challenger blow up on live TV. <laughs> and our teacher like flipped it off. And I don't remember what she said. I just remember it blowing up. And I remember everybody being like, wow, that was, was crazy. Mm-hmm. I remember in university when, what was that spaceship that blew up then? Atlantis? No. Was it um, Atlantis? I remember vividly watching him being Denver? like, hey, look. Oh, it might have been in debt. I don't remember. We have a whole internet right here. Why do we have to remember but anything? I have all this Jon Snow. Don't underestimate your kids or how angry they can be. And stuff. Anyway, I remember watching it on TV and being like, oh, man. Because that had been like just a couple months after 9-11. Mm. Yeah. And I was eating cereal at both times. 
Stop eating cereal. I don't eat cereal anymore. <laughs> you eating cereal is killing a lot of people. It was weird, like, because I was just watching the news uh, when the 9-11 thing happened. I was in my living room eating mini-wheats or something like that. I had the ultimate weird moment with 9-11 because I was... 9-11, September 11th is my father's birthday. Oh, no. And I was actually driving up to visit my dad for his birthday that day. I think it was a Mac at the time. Yeah, it would have been my... McMaster I University. I had just started at Mac. If Mac University. wants to sponsor a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not their history department. And it would be the first time of them inadvertently promoting us. Um, I was. They released like a coffee table book for their like umpteenth anniversary or whatever. Oh yeah, I was supposed to call him for to add my info for that. Yeah, whatever. they they had me in a picture for. Um, it was for Summer Drama Festival. It was before they'd rebranded themselves as MTC. Mm-hmm. Um, Bearing in mind that I had never graduated from university at McMaster. Neither did I. And was not a student at McMaster at the time that they took the photograph. I anyway, had... if they would like to sponsor a podcast. You know what? I I, I just want Mac to give me my yearbook. <laughs> like, really? Did you graduate from Mac? Yeah. You're an alumni? I am an alumnus. Very nice. Um, you should I, call them and shake them down. I have, and they're they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll call you, we'll email you back. Get some writings. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell them that you're part of two podcasts, two that relate to the arts and all sorts of stuff? I hate them so much. So, anyways, what are we talking I'm, about? I, we're nine eleven. Oh, we're driving up to my topics. dad's house, and at the time, I was listening to Howard Stern on the radio. Oh, hmm. was he so, in New York based then? He was New York based. He was literally, he saw the second plane hit Whoa. the building. And at first, it's Howard Stern. So I obviously think this is just a bit mm-hmm. on his show. Like a and really then, badly misjudged bit. Yeah, I was like, this is this is probably not well thought out. And then there was something in his voice where it's like, Howard's not kidding. Huh. This is actually happening. And I got to my dad's place and he's sitting in front of the TV with just this like mm-hmm. look of, oh... F, things have gone sideways. And then I called my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. It's been that long. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> and and she was sitting there watching the news, just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Wow. The, um, yeah, it's crazy. It's one of those things in our life. It's one of those events that just shook kind of everything. Yeah. Just like Brexit. <laughs> With less death. The, the, um, so far. Did you yeah. see last year there was um a girl she was living in, she was a student in New York she re- she put her footage of of it of the 911 thing cuz she had she was living she was in a hmm. apartment building and she was filming what was going on they're like what's going on why is there all this fire have you seen this video it no. just got it went viral last year I'll find it again but it's unsettling like I started crying it was it was brutal cuz they're like cuz then they realized that people were jumping oh. and like stuff like that and then they saw the other plane hit and then they freaked out and all left like it was brutal oh such a happy way to end this podcast yeah no kidding it was how did we get to 9-11 oh kids university yeah uh, <laughs> made us game of thrones game of thrones well you know happiness yeah exactly so where were yeah. we on our list we we're on uh randall tarley oh tarley uh sam's dad yeah he's sort of a douche yeah, he's he's a big dick if i'm honest yeah yeah don't underestimate your kids or how angry you can make them. Uh, so it's, this is the Westeros equivalent of stealing dad's Porsche to go to Burning Man. So basically, um, <laughs> Sam, uh, Sam's dad, um, he's funny. having dinner with the family, and uh, he finds out that 
Sam is in a relationship with um, Gilly? a wildling. Gilly? A wildling, Gilly. So he, you know, he starts making fun of his way and blah blah blah. And no, Sam doesn't take it, so he he ends up leaving, taking the family sword, which is Valerian steel, which means it's really a big deal. It's so like plus two, plus two. No, no like, no, like it, plus three, plus. It three would be more sharpness. It would be more because Valerian steel they don't have many of, of sharpness and bling. Uh, bling, okay. bling would be at least plus ten. Uh, Your horse Real D and D only goes up spinners. to plus five, Eric. No, no, I'm talking about in this in this uh, world. It's over. Um, yeah, don't. Have to, we don't really need to go over this. Yeah, but it, we'll, we'll, just we'll post, post it, we'll it on. Post it. It, it's yeah. really funny, especially if you've watched it on like these two. Yeah. With all apologies to Marty, who's recommending it was a really good idea. Yeah. We're just the um. We yeah. Just can't it, stay this on is this, this is a bad uh, this is a bad grouping. If it was Game yeah. of Thrones fans that were TV show fans, not just book. Yeah, I'm a book fan, but I have the book is good yet. too. Yeah. Um, but the things that they they confirm the whole Jon Snow thing, his parentage. Who's his mommy? Uh, it's um, Lyanna Stark. Wait, he's what? an actual Stark. Lyanna so Stark not- and Rhaegar Targaryen. Oh, so John's not Eddard's kid? No, it's the other one that cheated. Yeah. But Eddard not not have- really cheated because so that makes him oh, a yeah. Stark so, and a Targaryen. Yeah, which. Which is fire and ice. Which means that if he hooks oh! up with Daenerys, which is what a lot of people thought would happen, it's not going to happen. They'd have three-eyed children, yeah, or three-headed children, but he like the dragon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And on a side note, I'm part of House Targaryen. He I could um, on Facebook, but he could be one of the dragon riders, right? There's supposed to be three. Yeah, could be. He has Targaryen blood. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, they showed the Tower of Joy. They showed the whole thing, Man. and it's crazy. See, in Dragonlance, they took three books and got people on the backs of dragons with lances. How long does it take, Martin? They're growing. Like, they start very small. They have to get big so you can get on them. I remember. The end of the first book is incredible. Incredibly well. Because the the first book ends with the the dragons hatching. But they're the size of, like, little puppies. Yeah. And the image Fire-breathing puppies. (laughs) Isn't she, like, standing in the middle of a fire when it happens? Yeah, she was in a funeral pyre. Yeah. Because that's how she heats them to hatch them is on what's his name um, Aquaman's uh, pyre. Don't say Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. On his pyre. Drogo. <laughs> um, you know what he has? Yeah, Drogo. It's he a really a, disturbing image. The way that Martin writes it in the first book. Yeah. Is a really, really disturbing. He's he's a good visual writer. I think he is a good writer. I I just feel like he's kind of he he himself has admitted that he can't write a page a day. He has an issue writing one page a day. <laughs> Which is bad when you're writing books of this length. Yeah, we got to start counting back 800 days to the next. I also feel like he's the kind of guy who sits there. The- he'll sit there and look at a sentence for three days. Yep, and then go, "Oh, it was all right in the first place." Or maybe he'll rewrite the entire thing. Or yeah. and he he'll, just he's seems too like busy. he'll get rid of that. See football. I also think when you get to that point, like this is your opus. You know what I mean? Yeah, I no, can I understand. I mean, good lord, if the people who made the new Ghostbusters movie sat there and thought about it for a while. I'm sure they. this is their first draft. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's getting released. Uh, we'll see. It could be good. I, I'm gonna it, it doesn't even look like they were playing on set. That's what I have an issue with, right? It looks like they. this was a scripted thing. They're like, hey, this is you're going to get good right now. Be surprised. Uh, yeah, how do you not have fun making that movie? Um, apparently, Chris... Um, 
oh, oh, Thor? What's his name? Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth? Yeah, you would know Spears. <laughs> he loves Thor. A lot. Or, apparently, he got to he got to improv a lot. Not to say that his character is worth the improv, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. When does it come out? What's the release date? July. It's something. soon. Like it's. I feel like we should two, all go it? intoxicated. If we're not intoxicated before or I don't during, think I can. We'll be, we'll be after. I feel like I might throw up if I'm intoxicated in a bad. I really don't know <laughs> if I can go to this. Like the the prospect July of hearing 15. that theme song repeatedly, I don't know if I can handle. It's that sample. It's that. Like, did we talk about the song yet? Yeah, we, we did. did. That's how we started. This is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock. You know what I saw? If that's the end of the movie, I could forgive it anything. If they just go, like, like rap out that ghost. I'm going to throw something out here that's going to be a little weird. I saw the Ninja Turtles movie. The, the second, second one? one. And it was not that bad. What? The first one was horrible. But this one was like, them were like, they were actually like the Ninja Turtles. They felt like the Ninja Turtles. So, you so they didn't feel them. like anything. <laughs> so you touched. I t- well, yeah, Megan I touched Fox them in spots. He definitely touched something. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> she's annoying as crap. She's horrible. Um, uh, Megan Fox. Yeah, because you said she, and since there's only one woman in any nin- Michael Bay movie, I assumed it was Megan Fox. There was there's two in there. I think. Let's not give him credit for being actual cannibal. <laughs> I love what? what he's an actual cannibal. Have you not seen this video? You haven't. Oh, oh it's very. Funny. I should avoid anything involving. Anyway, let's 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 throw Stay on topic. Let's let's we we'll show topic. it to you right after. Anyway, let's talk about. Uh, let's throw it to our listeners. Are you going to watch Ghostbusters? I know we were talking about Game of Thrones, but that's done already. Are you going to watch Ghostbusters? Are you going to love the theme? Probably not. Why don't you email us at geekswithkids at <laughs> wait podcast at geekswithkids.ca or you can hit us up on Twitter on at geekswithkidscn. You don't know that one. Or you can go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash geekswithkidspodcast. I you know what, do you know that one because I have already been there and it's liked. Nice. You've done the right thing. You know what? what just, you go to ge- for? just go to geekswithkids.ca and, maybe- and all the links to our various social stuff is there. Are they? I believe they are. <laughs> they better be soon. <laughs> Probably. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Man, work, work, work. Work, 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 work. Anyway. On that That's note. Rihanna. Star Trek. <laughs> such and such. Anyway. Goodbye. <laughs> Majram, everybody. This is Spears. Oh, let's thank Mark for coming on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mark, oh, you're awesome. welcome. No problem. Anytime. Uh, uh, I'm sure we'll have someone in the next podcast. I don't know who it would be. Do we I know? have a theory. I don't want to talk about it yet. Is it, does it involve bunnies? I don't know. <laughs> I got a theory. <laughs> it might be bunnies. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Bunnies, I'm just cute like everybody supposes. They got them hoppy legs and twitchy little noses. And what's with all the carrots? What do they, they need such good eyesight for anyways? Bunnies. Bunnies, it must be bunnies. Spears, you didn't actually stop recording yet. Or maybe, or maybe midgets. midgets. <laughs> <laughs>